Hi, my name's Theo Ruby and I'm a marketing consultant specializing in website design, SEO and small business marketing. About two years ago, I set up the Enterprise Network to offer free training and events for small businesses in London. And now, because of the current climate, we're offering weekly power hours. Every Friday, we're going to target a particular challenge. And each week, we'll have a, a small panel of experts who will give insight and updates on how you can actually overcome these challenges. If you'd like to get involved, please register or email me at theo at theoruby.com, either as an attendee or, or if you'd like to join the panel. Thank you for watching. Welcome to the group. So yeah, today we, uh, we were looking to do a little walkthrough of Zoom and find out what's better out of Zoom, Google Hangouts, Skype and Teams and just see which uh, video conferencing software is right for small businesses. So I did some research and the main ones that were popping up was Zoom, Skype, uh, GoToWebinar, Google Hangouts and a couple of other smaller options. Mm -hmm. um, and then we spoke to people last week and the week before and I think the main three really were Skype, um, Meet, and Zoom. I don't know, Pauline, if you've used anything else? No, I haven't. But interestingly enough, I used to use Skype quite a few years ago to do sort of personal things. Mm -hmm. I've had real difficulty using Skype going forward, and a number of people I know have, don't use it anymore. Um, so I, I use, I mean, I've never used it. I've been using Zoom um, and doing some things on WhatsApp FaceTime. Mm. You know, one to one meetings and things, but um, I don't know why Skype doesn't work. But I am interested to hear about Team. I'd never heard of that till I heard about it from Stephen Fry, you know, at the Westmont Hub. Oh, yeah. Now, I know that today they were trying to do something on it, and apparently it did, you know, it crashed or something. So, I mean, I don't know. There's it's really difficult to know what's best. I, I mean, I've used Zoom a number of times with people now because there's, there's so many webinars going on, and also we're doing quite a lot of socializing. So, mm -hmm. I've got a drink party tonight at seven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> It's really great, you know, all these people sort of effectively come into the room. Um, did it last Friday. Um, and Zoom seems to work really well. I've had no problems at all. Um, but as I say, I haven't used anything else so far. Okay, great. So you've got Zoom here. Zoom is uh, basically the main one for business and it has a lot of advanced features. Join Me is more of an expensive solution. And I think it's about three times the cost and it doesn't have a lot of the same options as Zoom. Uh, Skype is obviously what we've used in the past. Um, it's good, but you have to actually manually invite each person individually. Mm. So if you're going to do something like this, I'd have to prearrange it or get all of your emails and you wouldn't have the option just to have like a quick sign in. But how do you uh, find the connection when you're on Skype, Theo? Um, well, no, I would have to have their email address or their phone number. So it's only really good for existing relationships. Yeah. So if you know someone for a long time, you have their email address, you can add them on Skype. Um, then you've got Webex, which is more of like a business solution. It's a lot more expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously you've got Google Hangouts, which integrates really nicely with G Suite. So if you've got G Suite set up and you're sending an invitation for a meeting, it all just kind of, it comes naturally. They don't have to download anything. It's just a very smooth, easy, it's easy for like one-to-one. -one. Okay, um, I'd love to know more about that because I hadn't heard about it till you've just said it right now. <laughs> okay. And then the final one that's not on that list is Microsoft Teams, which is part of the Office 365 suite. So I've got that already. I mean, uh, again, Microsoft Teams is like Skype in the sense that it's better if you're already connected with a person and you want to have like a ongoing communication each week. Whereas something like Google Hangouts and Zoom is more for your, your one-offs and inviting a larger audience. 
So I, I would never do this on Skype because it would be, uh, there'd be a lot more admin. You wouldn't be able to get everyone in. Mm-hmm. And the same with Teams as well. But I think to start with, um, it's, if you're working in a business or if you're working with people that already use Skype or already have a system in place, like don't rock the boat, just go with what they know and make sure that everything can run smoothly, that everyone has the software already set up. Um, a lot of people saying I'll move over to Zoom, but if, if you already, everything's working perfectly on Skype, there wouldn't be a reason for you to change. Sure. And then the next thing really is, like what do you want to get out of your video conferencing? Um, some people just want to do one-to-ones, like therapists might want to just have a catch up with one of their clients. Other people might be doing screen sharing, like what I'm doing now. Or when I'm doing website work, I'm doing more remote, uh, remote desktop control. So you could take, I could take over your laptop and show you certain things as if I was at, next to you on your machine. Scary prospect, Theo. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all safe. So there's always that. Hmm? I'm joking. I know. Uh, and then you've got polling and Q and A's. So if you wanted to do like a survey, so if you didn't like a webinar or a larger meeting, you can do polling and find out answers from the audience. Um, as we're doing now, you've got a video recording to turn it into a YouTube video. So for each one of these, I'll then strip it down to about a 20 to 30 minutes highlights video and then post that on YouTube. And you can do that in Skype. You can do that with, with Google, but it's just not quite as smooth and easy to work with. And also finally live streaming. So you have options where you can post to Facebook Live, YouTube or Facebook Workplace. And I asked this question the other day, if you do a live streaming, it keeps a recording of it. It does, yeah. I've actually tested it and we'll test it again today on both YouTube and Facebook. Okay. I'm just seeing, so everyone's in now. Pardon? We have these slides afterwards and I don't need to write it all down. Yeah, so basically at the end, I'm going to do the same as I did with the last one. So there'll be the video, the um, Spotify podcast, and then these notes all on a one pager. Cool. So I can just send you the link and you'll have everything there. Perfect, thanks. The other important factor, not only what do you want to do in the meeting, but kind of how many people and what kind of setup you want. So whether it's, as we said, the one-to-one, uh, a one-to-many. So if you're doing like a training workshop or something where you're talking to a larger audience, there's a feature where you can set up a password. So you could give everyone the link and then the people who you actually want to come on, you can give them a password to join. And as like I've got here, you've got this waiting room. So you can manually go in and admit and remove people. Mm. Um, the only uh, so obviously if you're doing it um, if it gets if it grows to a certain extent we get say 30 40 people then I would look to give people a password and then kind of screen them before they come in yeah going back to what we were saying before so if you wanted to do say like a a one-to-one video meeting or one-to-many then you could probably do that via say Google Meet but Zoom would generally have a better option for group meetings where everyone's involved Zoom definitely has a lot of pros there and also for a webinar, we did a webinar with Chiswick Buzz on Tuesday and Zoom was really powerful for that as well. So um, if you, again, if you're looking for something to do, say like a training video or one to many, I really would recommend starting with Zoom and then seeing what else works for you. Um, one sec, I'm just gonna go down. So have any of you actually used Zoom in the past? You know some of the controls and how it works? Yeah, I've done the one-to-one. Okay. And how did you find it? Did you manage to understand all of the controls at the bottom? 
Yeah. Uh, the only thing I found uh, wasn't too effective was when you put your own background in. It's like a green screen effect and it can lose half your face. Yeah, I tried that. Sadly, it doesn't work on my computer. Um, I'll just do that now. Because obviously I'm at home, and for a lot of people who are working from home, it's nice to be able to cover. You can see my stereo and stuff behind me. Ooh, and if yeah. I use a virtual background, it looks like this. So it's not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, if, I think I need a green screen. Louis's got a background, and his is working. He's got the. Yeah, I, I, my room's a mess, so I, I put the background up. But I don't know. I don't know why mine works and, and yours doesn't. Either you have a nicer computer, or you might have a green screen or a plain wall behind you. Um. No, no green screen, but it must be the computer. So you just, if you're going to start a meeting, so if we go from the beginning, so if you're setting up, say, a webinar for a, a few people, um, you can either schedule a meeting where you can book in advance or you can um, uh, just give them a direct link and join now. So obviously, if you, when you open up Zoom, you've got your, um, it'll be join meeting and schedule meeting. So join will just start straight away and then you can share the link with whoever you want. Schedule means you can add it in the future and you can invite people individually via uh, either via email or via text or WhatsApp. And then you get a range of options. So you can obviously look at the title, <coughs> the date, the yes. length of time, and then you can, uh, you can turn it. So if, when people join, it will either hide their camera or, sh or um, hide their mic. And then this is where you can actually add in the password as well. Can you just remind me to use Zoom for free? I'm, mm -hmm. I understand, isn't it, that you have a 40 minute slot and then it will time out, but you can, you can go back in. And secondly, um, what's the maximum number that you can have if you're using the free Zoom app? So if you're using the free Zoom, if you're doing a one-to-one, -one, then it's unlimited yeah. for as long as you want. So there's no caps at all. Okay. If you're doing one-to-many, like we're doing here, then yeah. it's capped at 40 minutes. But as you yeah. said, you can, you can log out and log back in and you can do it in chunks if you want to. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, and, if you, and then that's up to 100 people. I've heard that soon enough. You suspended the limit for the time being. I've got an email to that effect. Oh, I didn't know that. When I looked uh, uh, yesterday, it said 100 people. Well, it's just from an email I've got, so it might not be true. And I'm just going to go back into the settings and then show you how to set up the waiting room and the password. So, sorry, I was talking to somebody this morning about this because she, she was thinking of, she, she works for a hotel group and she's saying, oh, I want to do something on our hotels. Obviously, they're suffering. And she says, should I put it up on LinkedIn that everybody will see it? And I suggested to her, wouldn't it be better to actually set up an, an Eventbrite group up that everybody, and they'll get an auto um, response when they've signed up saying thank you and here's, you know, it's almost automated still. But then you get a list of everybody, you get their emails and stuff, and then they get an email that says, here's the, the Zoom link. And therefore, you, you're getting people interested, but without being public about the Zoom link. Mm. I think, yeah, I could, um, it's trial and error. Like, I didn't have to share that Zoom link. I could have just done it um, direct message or set up on Meetup or Eventbrite. Well, mm. I think Meetup's probably a little bit unreliable as well, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I would only do it on Eventbrite, even though I do speed up for the lunch break. That's historical, but. Um, yeah, so I'm just going, just going to go into the settings now. So obviously we said about when you schedule a meeting, you can choose to have the videos and mics on and off. So if you're doing a larger webinar, it's worth turning people's mics off so that you don't get kind of disturbance when they join. Um, you can also do telephone and computer audio. So if someone's out and about or they can't access their computer, they can just dial in and use their mobile. Um, 
you've got here obviously join before host. So to make it more secure, I've turned that off just so people can't join and ruin the meeting before you even start. Um, you've got these, the meeting ID that we've discussed. And then there's another option here, authenticated users can join meetings. So this is where if you're doing like say a paid training or something a bit more serious, you can actually authorize them before you start the meeting. That's a great one. And then again here, require a password when scheduling new meetings. So they, they've got the uh, things in place to stop hackers and to stop spammers. Um, and then obviously you've got require a password for instant meetings, require a password for personal meeting IDs. Um, embed password meeting. And again, so you've got the option here to require a password for people joining by phone to reduce scammers. Um, this is a really important one, mute participants upon entry. And I think in all cases you should do that. And then you have the same with the chat and the private chats. Um, I'm just going down quickly. Something that's really handy is to have a co-host. So I'm going to turn this on now. It just means that if you have a larger meeting, you could um, pass over certain duties to someone else, whether, it, whether it's admitting people or managing the chat or managing the Q&A. Yeah, I was on one today, Theo, and they had somebody managing the chat, and that worked really, really well, actually. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes, when I was doing the chat and the admin and the screenshot at once, it did become a bit cumbersome. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's definitely worth having. And this organiser just literally, when we, we were all on there, she just pointed and said, oh, you know, Kate, would you, would you mind doing, managing the chat, which they did, she did. And then every now and again, she'd come in and say, I've got a few important messages, X, Y, and Z. So that worked extremely well. And we were all muted throughout, apart from when we wanted to speak. When we wanted to speak, we either had to put up our hand or click on the hand icon down on the bottom. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it worked well. Yeah, and I think it does. And also, um, let me just go back down here. Um, with, with the chat, you can send messages to select people or to the whole group as well. So you could arrange it where all the, all the questions go straight to that moderator, yeah. just to keep it a bit, a bit tidier. And um, sorry, was that a webinar version or was that a normal Zoom meeting? Do you know? uh, I think it was a webinar version. So for, yeah, for that one, you also get the Q&As and you get a few extra features as well. Yeah, and you could also save the chat. That was the mm. other thing which was quite handy because I, I couldn't read it whilst I was on doing, you know, listening, but you could save the chat afterwards, which was good. Okay. And just quick going through the rest of these. So just, you can... just on the bottom. When you're in the chat screen down the bottom, there's the three dot, little dots to the right. And mm -hmm. you click on that and it will say save chat. Okay. No, that's really good. Uh, I'll just go into it now. Yeah, I've got it here. So you can save chat and then you can, people, participants can chat with everyone. Or everyone, the host, or no one, basically. Yeah. Um, also, you've got the options here to put a, an attendee on hold. So if there was someone who maybe got angry or said something that was out of place, you can put them on hold for a bit and wait for them to come back. It just, cool. I, I guess it's because when you have a, like a face-to-face -face meeting, people are more, uh, more civil and they're more kind of accountable. Whereas the one issue with these video conferences is you get people like what we, what we saw, um, where they're going to be saying stupid things and writing over and trying to disturb the meeting. And then a couple of other bits you might want to look at. So you've got your breakout rooms. So if, if you had a couple of different groups, you could split them out into groups if you wanted to get slightly more complicated or say have a few people working on one certain topic. Um, remote support is really important. So that's what I would use to, to help someone control their computer or manage something. 
and also you, I don't know if you can see you can move the cameras around so at the top you'll have either gallery view split view where you see all of the the webcams uh, you should have small active speaker which is the person who's talking at the moment then you've got your gallery view and then you have your grid view for everyone that's that's a view options is that the one at the top uh, yeah, yeah so uh, you should have a little black box that has all, all the cameras in place oh i see i see i see yeah i see four people so you hover 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 at the top of the person who's at the, just above the person at the top oh right, it's for everyone now yeah i can see it's three little there's a, a line a blue thing and uh half one and a Exactly, yeah. So you've got the, it goes from smallest to biggest. So the, the one yeah. on the left is just yourself, Steve. Yeah. Second yeah. one is going down, four people going down. Yeah. And then the other one tries to capture, well, it's got six out of the seven. And have, have any of you tried creating a, a register page for this before? So you can actually have like a sign up page before you go ahead. Oh, no, I've not used that. Um, so that will give you, it's just like a, a little one page you can send out as a link takes the person's name, email address, and um, contact details. But I mean, I guess for most people, it's gonna be about creating like a short one hour, one hour uh, meeting, possibly recording it and streaming it. Um, I don't know if, if many of you will be doing questions and polling and, and other things, things on the call. So have any of you ever tried putting, doing a, a live stream on YouTube uh, using this? No. So, all you have to do is um, go onto the right hand side of your settings when you're actually hosting it. Then you'll have an option that says live on YouTube. Um, once you click onto that, it pops out this window and it gets you to basically sign on and link it to your YouTube channel. Does that mean I could have a meeting with myself and record a webcast? Yeah, you could. So if you wanted to say do a tutorial, you could use Zoom to record it share that on YouTube or Facebook, and then keep that for later use. So the video that you send to YouTube or Facebook will be stored, and then you could uh, link back to that afterwards. That sounds like a big quantum leap for my business. Yeah, so you could, yeah, you could do like a 30 minute um, Excel or VBA training, and then just build, up, build yourself up some, some videos. And it also save the kind of stuff in the background, like you're doing now screen sharing. Yeah, and it will save, it saves, that's another good thing, it will save the screen sharing, it will have the photos, the uh, webcams separate, so you can take them out of the video, and it will also have the, hold on a second, where's it gone, the audio um, will be separated as well, so if you did want to take out someone's audio or replace uh, some, of, some of the sounds, you can do that as well. I think I've got the marketing uh, funnel now. Yeah, and no, I think it's, it's really useful. I'm just going to go in now and set that up. Um, I'm just going to do a five minute test just so you can see. Um, so you give your, obviously you give your um, meeting a title for YouTube, select whether it's public, unlisted or private. So Steve, in your case, if you wanted to have just a, a, a private link, um, you could do e either of these two, just so you wouldn't be broadcasted to the whole of YouTube. It's just now setting it up. So it's syncing uh, my Zoom account with my YouTube account. And it will give you and it will show you what what's actually being displayed on YouTube while you're working as well. So this is a quick um, tutorial just to see how you would link up uh, your Zoom account with YouTube. And you can see in the middle here, you've actually it's displaying what's going on, the tabs that are open.
So if you're doing a screen sharing or if you're doing a tutorial, you can actually see live how, how it's going to look. There you go. I'm just going to mute that now. Um, <laughs> Will it show participants? For that yeah. one, let me just check. So if you say so then I just close the window. Um, but if you go back to your control panel at the bottom, copy streaming link. So if you ever lose the link to your own live stream, there is an option in the settings just to copy that link. So now I can go back and I can see what it looks like. And I believe for YouTube, it's only showing the screen share. It's not showing the, the webcam. And, I mean, this is more a YouTube question, but if you, if you put that on the, your private YouTube area or, you know, so it's not public, can you at some point then make it public after it's done and is it is a recording of it or is it stay in private? Uh, once you um, launch the video on YouTube, you can then go and edit video and you can change that to be public, private or unlisted at any time afterwards. Okay, cool. Um, so for example, I might, or you can even take it out and edit it. So once you've got that on YouTube, if you wanted to, to say remove a section, you could download it, cut out a section and re-upload it. Okay. Actually, um, just while we're talking about video and video manipulation, there's a really nice and quick, easy, free tool called Shotcut. So when you're actually um, running the webinar or the, the meeting, you'll have these the controls at the bottom. So you have obviously your mute, your camera, manage participants, um, where I've spent a lot of time today, uh, your polls, sharing your screen, annotations, and then, I don't know if you can read this box here, I'll just zoom in. But then you've got all the options for live streaming, pausing the recording. So this is how you would monitor any uh, live streams or any other the extra features. Um, so I'm just going to turn that off. How could the polls feature? Um, one second, I'm just going to delete that. <clears throat> I mean, that's today's really about testing it out and getting everyone to have a feel for it. So I'm now just going to ask you a question. Um, so if you uh, click on the polls button, it will actually pop out um, the, br the browser for Zoom. So you can see now it's got this box. Uh, another main thing about Zoom is really trialing it. So Steve, if you are going to do some like one-to-ones or do some training videos, it's definitely worth setting some time before to test out the audio, the video, and, and also the features. And as we saw here, the, um, the login and the user settings. Just while we're here, is there anything else you weren't sure about in terms of the settings or how to actually use it? I think that's what we probably need to do is, I, I need to get some practice on some one-to-ones without doing real work. Mm. I think so the, the remote control is important as well. So if you go down, you'll see a remote control option and has a picture of a little mouse. Down um, the bottom. Yeah, let me just, hold on, I can, for example, I'm now sending you a little link and now you, you can actually control my computer by using the mouse. Well, I can see on the bottom, absolutely nothing now. You should get a little notification. Oh, you can control your computer at the top. Ye uh, yellow box. Uh, request remote control? No, no that's fine. Uh, but it just come through to me. Yeah, no, I just sent it straight to Steve, just oh. just because Steve will be using it for a lot of like um, one to ones and kind of training. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see the yellow uh, 
I've, I've tried that thing out anyway, so okay. I know how to do that one. Uh, I don't particularly want people going to me though, uh, when I'm trained that is, just when I'm being trained. Okay. And also something I've just noticed is if you do uh, go um, stream live to YouTube or stream live to Facebook, there's a huge delay of like, say, a couple of minutes. So if you were planning to do one and make it live, I would suggest setting that live up way well in advance just to make sure you don't miss anything. The other thing which uh, I probably advise is also uh, invite people to join 10 minutes before you actually start. So you need TV problems sorted out. Yeah, the audio, everyone has issues with their mic and their audio and stuff, exactly. So, say for example, I think you need this kind of a, well, 40 minutes it's pushing it, but uh, probably with a pro, something like a five, 10 minute leading time. I don't know if you heard of jackbox.tv. And Samar, you might actually, this, this uh, app is really, really good. So it's like a remote uh, games you can play. So someone buys the pack. And then you each get it's a quiz or a trivia or something like that. Yeah. And then you put in your name, put in the code, and then you can all play with your phones. You can do like, uh, there's like an, a fake art dealer one. There's multiple choice. There's okay. uh, where you can speak over films and give your own kind of narration of it. Cool. Uh, we did it over, like me and my friends uh, did it over Zoom because we were just bored. It's, I think isolation is killing a lot of people. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if, you, if any of you are bored and want a nice kind of online game, this Jackbox is really good. Would it actually make that a future agenda item is how to have fun when you're stuck at home on your own? <laughs> um, Particularly where, where on kind of things like this where you've got video conferencing and that have more kind of fun element to it. Yeah. So when you click on screen share, you get loads of different options. Um, I don't know if you've looked at it before, Steve. Got the options, just how to go to the screen. So you've got three different options. You have your basic, which is just a whole screen like you can see now. Yeah. You can actually sync up a phone or an iPad with like separately. So you can have your iPad doing a screen share while you're working on your laptop. Uh, you've got your individual tabs. So these are the tabs that are open at the moment, the WhatsApp. Yeah, and, yeah. and then you've got, hold on, your advanced, which is a select portion of the screen. So if you had the answers on one bit and the question on another, you could actually just share, say, the questions. Uh, sound only and then content. Oh, content from second camera. So for you, if you were going to do like um, have a DSLR connected or and actually do better uh, video, you can do that as well. Um, let me just go through. That sounds very advanced. Well, no, because uh, um, I'll probably use that soon. I think that would be quite handy, actually. Just delete this. And then the final option. Yeah, that one. Is if, if you're work, say if you're working with a client and then you want to share the Excel that you're working on, you can attach a file from Dropbox, OneDrive, Google Drive, or Box. Well, Canvas is something I really want to get, my, get to grips with, so that would be an interesting one. A tour of Also, well, I don't know if any of you are into graphic design, but Affinity is incredible. Samar, I don't know what, what you're using. Uh, I've got Adobe because I get it off um, work. So ah, okay, cool. to using that. Um, um, but yeah, because I've got it from work. Otherwise, I know it's pretty expensive. Yeah, I was um, paying for it for about three years. And then I realized I just, well, I wasn't using it enough to warrant the cost. So yeah, there's a thing called Affinity. And at the moment, you get the whole whole package for twenty five pounds. 
Okay. For you, obviously, it's maybe not relevant, but maybe Steve or Cam. It's a really, really good. So you've got their version of Photoshop, their mm-hmm. version of Illustrator, and their version of InDesign. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was saying, like, my, my biggest weakness is InDesign. But, yeah, you can get each of them for, I think it's 25 at the moment. That's not bad. Yeah, it make do. It'll help some of us anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really bad that they charge so much for Adobe. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, it is, it's a lot. I realise I paid like nearly a thousand, about a thousand yeah. pound over three years. It's, it's too much. But um, anyway, I'll, I'll leave you to go. I know you said you had to head off. And we'll just drop me an email on Monday if you have a chance. Yep, yep we'll do probably yeah, Monday or over the weekend. Cool. Have a lovely weekend. You too, you too. Thanks for... Yeah, have a great time. Okay, right. See you both. Bye. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye.